Hey guys, my guest today is Sophia Love, and she's going to be talking about her messages from aliens. Be right back. Grab your popcorn and snacks, find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Hey everybody, how's it going? I hope you're having a great week. I know I am. My name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based on, well, not so sunny Sacramento, California. It's cold now. It's cold. Um, We're 45 strong up and down the state of California, which means if you have a paranormal need, we can get to you. It may take us a couple days because California is a huge, huge state, but we can get to you. Um, You know, when you think of California, you think of things like Hawaii. And we are a lot like Hawaii. We, you know, we have our warmer spots. Why is Jack falling over? Look at that. We have our warmer spots and, and uh, surfing and all that. But we also have high plains, low plains, high desert, low, low desert. We've got mountains. You know, We've got a little bit of everything. So that's why it might take us a, a couple of days to get to you. But in that case, we do have, in the, or that event rather, we do have psychics on staff who can phone you and talk to you about what may or may not be going on in your home or, you know, in your home or business. And in most cases, they can calm the energy down until we can get out there. But as I said before, it doesn't take us long to get out there. Usually two to three days, you know, for for us to respond. And uh, in the meantime, we're on the phone with you. Okay. That being said, if you're watching from Facebook today, I know a lot of you are. Please feel free to follow if you haven't done so already. Always, the world, we're, you know, we're always looking for followers. And Please be sure to show us some love, to give us some thumbs up, show us some happy faces and things like that, and comment. Be sure to comment in the chat room, because what it does is uh, Facebook's computer sees all that, and they, they they move us up in what they call the FYP, and, it spread, and, they, and, they, and they spread us out more to people. Also, if you're home watching this and you like what you see today, please be sure to share us. Share us with different people in the house, because maybe there's someone in the other room playing Monopoly or something. It's holidays, right? And you say, hey, there's this little show I'm watching, and it's a pretty good show. Same thing for YouTube. We got more than 850 shows over at YouTube, uh, all of this show. And uh, if you can leave, like in particular with this one, if you can if you can show us some love with thumbs up and all that, that would be great. And if you haven't done so already, please uh, subscribe. Because we're always looking for subscribers. We're trying to hit that, that thousand goal that's coming. It's coming, you know. And I, I'd like to do that by New Year's, okay? I'd really appreciate it. It doesn't cost anything to subscribe. And same thing, like I said, same thing with YouTube. The more love you show us, the more attention the FYP at YouTube gets. All right. That being said, if you want to find us, it's fairly easy. We're over at TikTok under California Haunts. We're on YouTube under YouTube.com forward slash at California Haunts or at California Haunts Radio. We are at Twitter under California Haunts. We are at Twitch under Cal Haunts. We are at uh, Instagram under Ghosty Gal, all lowercase. We're on Facebook under California Haunts, California Haunts Radio, and the Sacramento Sears Psychic Team, which is S-E-E-R-S, Psychic Team. Okay, that being said, I've got a great guest today. Sophia Love has a, has a story to tell, and it's a unique story. And uh, uh, for years, and I'm going to let her tell you because you know how I am about details, details, and details. But for years, she has been contacted by alien races and has gotten messages from them. So we're going to talk to her about that and get to know her a little bit. All right. So let me get in here and uh, get Sophia to come in. Good good morning to you. Good morning to you. How are you? I'm great. I am great. Tell me about you. So, okay. So um, I realized today when I was doing a little research before the call that it's been exactly 10 years since I was contacted telepathically. Um, it was December of 2013. That's the first time that um, I was woken up in the middle of the night. Um, mm-hmm. 
before that, uh, who, who I am is I'm a Midwestern mom and um, I'm an educator. Mm-hmm. I have a family of sons. <laughs> um, I am a writer and I um, was blogging about things like love and um, in, intentional living in 2011 or 2010 and 2011. I have a website. It's www.sophialove.org. Mm-hmm. And um, in January of 2012, I, I imagine this was a channeled transmission. I sat down and started to write and I wrote a message to off-world beings. And that's how this whole thing started, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote it and I didn't, I wasn't really conscious of what I was saying, except I was saying, okay, we all um, are expecting to hear from you. Why don't you contact us? And lo and behold, <laughs> they started. <laughs> so um, that was January. And in uh, the spring of that year, I made a video out of that um, contact. It just was my voice and, and pictures. Um, and I put it on YouTube. I had a YouTube channel already. It was all about love and unity and our own expansion and awakening as a race. And mm-hmm. Somebody contacted me, the guard who turned out to be the guardian on YouTube, <laughs> and he started making comments to me, and we started a conversation on YouTube, and that was in the spring of 2012, and that went on for a, a you know over a year, and then, um, like I said, in December I was woken up and I started hearing voices. At first, it was more like dictation; uh-huh. um, it was just messages. And then um, after a certain amount of time, the conversations became two-way and I was engaging with the beings that were talking to me. So that's how it started. <laughs> Very interesting. Now, you talk about writing this, you know, writing this note. Did you have the intention of communicating with something or was it just something you just thought to do? The first, the first thing I said, no, I did not. I just, I felt... You know, I was a, I am a writer. I was a writer then. It was 2012, right? So mm-hmm. I just sat, felt it like inspired to write. You know how you'll hear people talk about inspiration. It was yeah. just like this inspired idea. And the idea was, you know, hey, off-worlders, why don't you talk to us? Because you're all watching us and you're not telling us, you know, you're not engaging with us. Right, And right. that it was just kind of a that it was just Mm -hmm. like a chat saying hey we're we're very cool as a race and we know you think i know you think we're cool because you're always up there watching us but why don't you Mm -hmm. talk to us and then um and so i didn't have an i i don't know what i had it was more like it it just came through me i guess you could say it it was a channeled thing you know at that point yeah yeah so who was the first alien or what was the first alien that contacted you telepathically yeah it it was the the entity i've come to call one okay um which i believe is i don't know very highly evolved um and i've been speaking to him it feels male this Mm -hmm. feels male ever since um so for a long time very interesting. And did you know that you were empathic before before all this, or did this occur when they, or did it occur to you that, that you had, you know, the gift, as they say, um, mm-hmm. once they started talking with you? Mm-hmm. I had had experiences with my um, my hu- my husband now, um, where I heard him telepathically once or twice in my lifetime. But no, I did not know that I was that this was a thing I could do. Um, I suspect though, that when I was a child, um, I had a, a a difficult childhood and I left my body, um, often. And, uh, I suspect that that is why, (laughs) you know, that I just, I've always understood that there was more to us than this physical, um, physical bodies we walk around in. So, Yeah. So when you, when you talk to one, what what, what um, I don't know how to say this. What race is it? What race of aliens 
is Juan from? I don't know. Juan is is a um, is all encompassing. One is is a is just this wisdom almost. One mm-hmm. I would say is is highly evolved, and I don't know. I never see anything when I talk to right. one. It's a it's a sense, and my sense with one is always there's a gentleness and a what and a wisdom and mm-hmm. um and a care for for us for all of us right. yeah, concern okay. i guess yeah okay so when you talk about okay let's, let's dig a little deeper here when you talk about a care for us as humans what 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 type of care are we talking about like you say you have to care for all of us so i mean so so yeah so initially the very first time that one reached out like i said it was it was um it was more of i was taking dictation and i i actually grouped the first 20 about 20 conversations and called them the sovereignty series because right. he was speaking about how we could become sovereign and that and speaking about the the society the culture that we live in now on the planet mm-hmm is very controlled and we don't even really know how controlled it is. And that, so he was trying to encourage our own expansion. What do we call it? Expansion, awakening, you know, empowerment, I guess. And so that sense came through very strongly initially was that, you know, he was just saying, Hey, you know, this is what, what's, what potentially could be yours. And, Mm -hmm. um, once you open your eyes to what's really happening here. And that was a long time ago. You know, you know, today right. with the news, we all go, oh yeah, well we are. <laughs> we're, right. We're, you know, but then I don't know. I didn't think I knew things then that he was talking about. I was just writing down what he was saying, basically. So, Interesting. Yeah. Um, do these, uh, when they come to talk to you, do, do they identify what, what uh, alien race they're from or no? Yeah, I ask. Um, Yes, I ask. Sometimes I see. Sometimes they'll sh- they have to physically show me. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes I get a sense. Um, there's sometimes um, feelings too. Like some of them, I, I think that they must be in a very cold climate. I know there's been several times where it's been very. I've been very cold when they come through. Right. Um, it's just interesting. But yeah, they do. They identify themselves if I ask. But sometimes they don't have names. Many of them say, well, we don't have a name either that you can pronounce or we don't name ourselves. That makes Which sense. Is, that makes sense. Yeah. So uh, so uh, out of all the aliens you've had contact with, is there, is there a particular favorite race of aliens that, 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 that you like talking with? Mm, that's a good question. Um I love talking to the Pleiadians because there's just a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> very engaging, very um, enthusiastic. Mm-hmm. Often there's a group of them there when they speak to me and, and I can see them and, and it's lovely, you know. So that's a fun one. As far as interesting um, or fascinating, I think the poser was uh, one of the more fascinating um, just because of the um, the depth of his, well, I don't know, intrigue, brilliance, um, deception, um, the way he thought yeah. was something that I've, I don't know. Humans don't think like that. I, I don't think. Okay. Let's talk about the poser a little bit. Cause okay. I know before we got on the air, we talked about him. So tell us, mm-hmm. tell me about him and, and what his deal is. So, um, first of all, he's not, he, you know, He's, um, I actually did have a visual of him and it's, it's fading now because Uh it's been a long time. You know, I spoke to him in, um, 2014, halfway through 2014 till about the fall of 2015. So it was a little more than a year and, um, and it's a long time ago now. Um, Uh but I did see him and he's, was very large being, um, I had a sense of, a um, of muscular, I guess you'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, when he came through, he came through more 
powerfully than anyone else ever did. And I was, he was waking me up and I was not waking up, you know, the way the tell the telepathy happens is especially in the beginning was that I would wake up, open my eyes. It's whatever time it is, three in the morning, four in the morning. And I would say, is someone reaching out to me? You know, is someone trying to wake me up? And I, if I don't want to get up, I don't ask the question and then I go back to sleep. But this particular being that, that I named Poser was, he was insistent. He kept waking me up. He was shaking my leg. And then I, I finally said, I woke up one day and I had a job. I worked with children very early in the morning. I would get up at five. So I didn't want to do it then. You know, I wanted to talk during the day if I could, if this being could. And it, it never, every night, shaking my leg, shaking my leg. So one day I said, okay, don't, you know, if you're going to talk to me, talk to me. Don't do this anymore. I can't, I, I'm not getting any sleep. So he stopped for a couple of days. And then I, in the middle of the night, my hip, I, I was actually physically put, like my body really shook. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, okay. And then the next day I said, okay, what do you, who are you and what do you want? So he was the most forceful. He said, you need to talk to me. You, mm-hmm. we made a deal. He made it sound like him and I had a deal before I came into this body and, and this particular life. And the deal was he had some things he wanted to say to humanity. And um, I, I was the one to write them down. Now, what type of this? Go ahead. (laughs) So, so yeah, so he was, he was powerful. And to the point where, you know, my, my husband was like, he kind of gives me the creeps. I said, well, yeah, I don't, but it can't hurt. I don't think he can hurt me. Well, he obviously could move my body, but um, he never hurt me or anything. He was very, Mm -hmm. you just, he was insistent and Mm -hmm. he had no empathy. Which distinguished him from every other being I met, I will say. He had Very no interesting. Idea. Yeah. Um, did he tell? Did, did he tell you more about himself? I mean, is this? Does he look down on humanity, or is is he? No. Humanity or he, yeah, he didn't look down on us, but he realized. Well, first of all, yes, he told me about his life and what in his race, he was expected to life for him was about exploration in whatever, whatever they chose. So if, in other words, if I decided I wanted to explore botany, my whole life would be determined a success or a failure by how much I learned about botany. And what he had discovered early on was what worship was Mm -hmm. because he, because he, discovered humanity or and so his whole life was about exploring worship and Mm -hmm. so he had no and i would argue with him and say that you're not you're not you're not learning about worship you're learning out worship for you you're not what about the beings that are worshiping you because it's Mm -hmm. to their detriment that they're worshiping you and um that was a a lot of our conversation Um, so he did he never identified what deity he was or what or who he was pretending to be, right? He said he was more than one. He at one point he said, you know, uh, uh, Satan um he said he defined he defined another being called the demiurge um mm-hmm. that was not him but what was being like him that was doing the same thing on earth. In other words, he told me there were three. There were three beings that were posing as whatever served their needs they could be posing as god they could be posing as satan but it didn't matter to them fear or worship gave them the same high and that there were three of them and one was the demiurge and i don't remember the name of the third one mm-hmm. and i named him poser but he uh, he did say he identified as satan yes that is interesting because i have had people on the show in the past who have said that they feel, you know, in their opinion, of course, that that a lot of these aliens that that people are having encounters with, they're fallen angels. Really? Yeah. 
I don't, what does that mean? You know, what does fallen angel mean? I don't, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know. know. I mean, that's yeah, the, 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 not yeah. all alien races that it's, it's right. like are, where they're coming in and, and, and dazzling everybody with their stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's actually, it's actually, you know, connected to religion and all that. But it's interesting mm-hmm. to hear this about this poser. Mm-hmm. He utilized religion mm-hmm. and he, and he said often, I don't have any more power than you do. You just don't know it. And and I, you know, meaning I, meaning him, you know what I mean? He he was saying I, not me. And so um, he would say um, often to me, like one time when he contacted me, I was ill. And he said, why do you injure yourself? And I mm-hmm. said, I don't know what, I don't know what you mean. He said, it's by choice that you choose illness. I don't choose illness. I choose, I choose, you know, worship adoration because that feeds me. I will not, I don't choose anything but that. And you could, you could live that way too. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. I I heard Mm -hmm. you on the other show and I was just fascinated by you talking about this stuff. I really was. That's why I wanted Mm -hmm. to get you on. Mm-hmm. What, mm-hmm. what what messages you know as far as uh, Earth's race or uh, have you gotten from them or, or have they given you any messages warnings or anything like that? Mm-hmm. What they said because you know this was ten years ago um, when it started and at that point they were saying we want to reach you and to tell you of your you know of your own intrinsic power basically I mean they said it different ways right uh-huh. but they said that humans have been under like under a veil almost of Mm -hmm. uh lies secrecy and you and systems that you live under are controlling you and you're going to come out of them soon and we want you to know that there's other races out there that do things entirely differently than you do so that you can be aware of them and Mm -hmm. uh include them in your in your um in your perception of reality. Like they were saying, humans' perception of reality is not inclusive. That's Mm -hmm. why the name of that book that we're talking about right now is called Mm -hmm. Inclusion because that's what they were saying. Like we want our, you know, there's other ways to do things that you guys have no idea about. And um, Right. Right. and, And they were very, all of them were very, just affirming of us as a race and just matter of fact, some of them very matter of fact, some of them didn't seem to have a lot of feeling, but they had a lot of information um, about their life. And, and Right. Now, when you talk about these races, do you know how many you were, that, that you've been in contact with over the years? How many different races? Oh boy. Um, well, just the, um, there's got to be at least 20 or 30 that um, at least 20 or 30. Uh, I don't know if there's as many as 50 um, because what happened was, well, not because, but, and what happened was that after um, this went on and on and on and then until 2020 and once 2020 hit everything, (laughs) as we all know, everything right. changed right and then, right, right. right and then mostly i just spoke to one at that point and um and today that that is that persists most of my conversations are with one and with the pleiadians and there isn't much i think that the messages that came through early and up until then were mm-hmm. to tell were to wake us up were so that it would be out there that it would be you know right. these be, other beings exist there are all sorts of shapes. I mean, they're interesting in what they look like. There was an angelic form that I witnessed. There was a one that I called Chewy because he looked like Chewy from Star Wars uh, to me. Yeah. Um, there was a giant. There was some reptilian forms. There was someone that reminded me of mer merfolk, I guess, mermaid, merman. Um, there was there were some short beings. There were, there was a manted being. There were a lot of humanoid beings, um, different colors, uh, different sizes, um, but a lot of different animal. Almost seemed like every there was a feline, you know, a cat race. Right. Um, 
So it's just as many as almost the, as you could imagine, it seems like. I was, and it was one that was like a plant, which was really interesting. Um, that's it. That's fascinating to me. And mm-hmm. like you say, you're empathic. So would you see them in your head as well? Because obviously that, that, that's where your communication is. So mm-hmm. the visions come through that way? Mm-hmm. Often I did. Yeah. Often I did. I would see, um, I would feel them. Some Sometimes um, it would be, I would feel, feel the energy of them and it would be so strong that it would, I would almost be going back to sleep and I'd say, I can't do this. You know, something has to give here because if you want to talk to me, I have to be awake to talk, to to transcribe it. Right. Right. Um, And then we would talk and I'd say, so who are you? And then I would get a sense and often it would be maybe a color first or uh, some type of material or a shape. And then eventually I would see some, like I said, the Pleiadians were the most visible for me. Um, The poser only showed himself to me once, but I always knew him by his energy. And what happens with, at least with me, with the telepathic conversations is that I could send, I could feel who it was Mm -hmm. before I see, I wouldn't need to see them almost. I could feel who was talking to me. Some of them would come back more than once. And, um, and, and there would be a sense of their personality too. Some of them were very militaristic. Mm -hmm. Um, there was a conversation that was real interesting with, um, the, um, I called them the Anunnaki. I don't know if that's a name that you're familiar with, but that was a name that I had in my head at that point. And I said, and I wanted, that was, they were very uh, controlling, very, they weren't, they didn't feel kind at all. They spoke to me, but they didn't presume that I had any rights at all. I was just, I don't know. I was not, I was not important enough to, to consider my wants or needs. They were just giving me information and then they were done. It was interesting. Now, you know, beside the fact that you had written this letter, uh, did they, did uh, at least the, 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 the Pleiadians ever tell you why that you're the chosen one to talk to? Did you ever find out? No, I did not specifically. Um, they did. The Pleiadians wanted to work they wanted to connect and they wanted, they also wanted to talk about the medical pods, the medical beds, mm-hmm. people are calling med beds now. Um, they wanted to talk about them with me and also with my husband who is, he's a channel. He's a, he, he's a deep trans channel, which means that he leaves his body and others, you know, I, somebody comes in and speaks through him. Mm-hmm. It's not, he doesn't do it for a living. He doesn't do it a lot, but, um, that's, he's, he's also one who can leave his body easily. So they wanted to use us both. And this was back in probably around 2015 or 2016 again, mm-hmm. um, to try out these med beds on us. And, um, at that point they were in, um, they were saying things to me and this is something that I never, I didn't really talk about a lot at the time because mm-hmm. I didn't know what I thought about. It. They were saying, well, we're going to use, you know, you'll probably feel a lot better tomorrow when you wake up kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, and he didn't at first. And they said, and that was an interesting study we did with them for a while, probably months or maybe a year or so um, where they, they used us and they learned what they told me they learned was that humans reinstate sicknesses <laughs> right. to the body. You know, we can, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So at the time they, they fully expected us to, you know, be healed of whatever our ailment was at the time. And we weren't, and they didn't know why. And so they said after a certain amount of time that we helped them to, um, I guess maybe hone in on their, um, 
their technique because they were creating medical pods for delivery to the planet. This is what they told me. (laughs) I haven't seen any yet. So I'm a real skeptic and they, you know, so I don't talk to them that much because at a certain point I said, okay, until you can show me one, you know, don't, don't do this anymore because I, Mm -hmm. people are going nuts. They want that. We're all sick. You know, we all need help. And there's people way worse off than us that we would like you to help as well. You know, so I don't know about that conversation. I'm a very big skeptic about that, but that was how it started with them. And that was what I was told. Yeah. So I don't talk to them as much anymore because there's been no delivery. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So yeah. But then again, that te- you know, they've got that new technology now. Right. To where you can actually, and I heard this on the news the other day, to where you can actually walk into this thing, I guess, and, and it scans you right away. So maybe that's part of what they were trying to release. Maybe. Maybe they're helping. You know, mm-hmm. there's part part of, I believe, that there, there are, they're here. They look mm-hmm. just like us. You know, mm-hmm. when I see them, they look like a bunch of humans. They're much younger looking, although they're older than I am. Some of them, um, y- you know, the much they look like they're all in their 20s, mm-hmm. um, but they're not. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe they're here helping or, or already. Right, right. Do they have concerns for us here? Are there, the pla- are, are there legitimate concerns? The Pleiadians or all of the races. All the races. Um, I mean, all yeah. concerns about what we're doing here because I mean, man, uh, as human beings, we are our worst enemy as far yes. as destroying ourselves. So yes. have you had conversations about that? Yes. Um, yeah, I think that they're concerned. I, I believe honestly that, that what they see is they see that the majority of us yeah. are fine. I'm going to say that word fine. We're fine. You know, we, we're not trying to hurt ourselves, but that there's a a faction of humanity that is all about personal gain and, you know, at, um, more like living, um, is what people call service to self. I I think that means a, a lot. Um, I, th- I think what that means is that the people who live um, or a society that's structured for profit, mm-hmm. you know, like corporations, right? Like a corporation. And I think that they see us as victims to a corporate societal structure that they don't appear to want to engage in the fight about. They just want to support us. So yes, they're concerned. They're mm-hmm. concerned, but I don't see, experience, I didn't experience them as having a real um, ability to help us other than to help us energetically, to help us, you know, psychically and spiritually with, you know, encouragement and things like that. I, I didn't experience them as willing to come down and, or even desiring to come down and, and get rid of the corporate governments that are you know i mean that's a whole different discussion but right so um yes so they are concerned and um they're met but their messages are not of war their messages are of you know encouragement and here this is other ways that it's done because someday you guys are going to get rid of those guys and when you do here's some other ways you could set things up down there. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. this is how we do it. Now you talked about the poser and, uh, mm-hmm. are there other races that, that you have, that you have had conversations with that aren't so nice? I mean, it's just like any society. I mean, you're going to get good people. You're going to get bad people. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as far as that goes, is there anybody, uh, other races that made you, that, that have made you nervous over the years? Like, like, the, like the reptilians have a, have a reputation. They do. They do. And I, I did speak to um, the reptilians and not too often, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to, I'm going to find, um, I have the book in front of me. So I'm just going to look and to see sure. uh, what that particular conversation that I wrote right there was. But mm-hmm. um, 
the reptilians that I spoke to were basically saying we're not all bad. <laughs> mm -hmm. So we're, we would like you to know that there's someone, um, someone there, all of our race is not this, just like all humans are not good and all humans are not bad. There's a lot in the middle here. And, um, so I don't, I can't say that I spoke to a negative reptilian, um, I did speak to a powerful, some powerful ones that didn't care about us. Yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I spoke and the Anunnaki were, was a group that I don't think cared about us. We were more of a, um, science project for the Anunnaki. Mm -hmm. That's how it felt. Mm -hmm. Um, specific names of races, you know, these are names I gave them basically right, right, very right. few of them gave them themselves. Um, and, and what happened for me in the beginning of the contact, because when it opened up, it was like a floodgate. So I was getting contacted all the time. And I finally said, okay, I'm going to center myself and declare right away that the conversation that you're about to have with me has to benefit mm -hmm. the race. And if it, if you don't have anything that's going to benefit us, then I don't want to talk to you. Cause I, it was just too much. It was just too many, a lot of, beings were reaching in it was like a party line i mean right. it sounds a funny way to think about it but like in the old days you know you pick up the phone and there's four people on i i never experienced that but i know that that's what it was and that's how it felt to me that there was always somebody who wanted to talk just for fun because it was interesting mm -hmm. let's talk to the human mm -hmm. um so i kind of like nipped that in the bud you mm -hmm. know, initially and said, unless you have something good to say or helpful, then let's not do this, you know, so. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, it's, it makes sense because I, I teach basic psychic development classes. And I ah. always tell my students that once you open that door, even a crack, it's just going to keep coming. Mm -hmm. And you have to learn to set your boundaries, you know, with it so that you're not inundated with the positives and the negatives and all that. So mm -hmm. what you're saying mm -hmm. here is I can understand. You know, mm -hmm. you go, you're going through this to have to deal with them. Is there a galactic council or, or don't you know? I don't know. I spoke to a, a group that called themselves a galactic council. Um, mm -hmm. So, and, and now you hear a lot about that, right? So mm -hmm. it wasn't there even um, an official in from Israel or something that said that there was one. I mean, there was some, a couple of years back, there was somebody, mm -hmm. it was in the news. So it's, but you know, so I would say yes. Mm -hmm. um, I was also going to say back to the, the point of, you know, making sure once you open the door is that right. I've had at least two situations that I can tell you that I, this was not me channeling for this, you know, this is not somebody calling me up and saying, hey, I want to talk to you. This right. was where I decided to go and to explore something. There was a situation where I had read a book or seen somebody on a show and he was talking about that there's an ability to um, contact here, use this method and you'll contact yourself in it as in an alternative life. Mm -hmm. And I thought, Oh, that would be cool. And I didn't set up any parameters before I did. I just went in, I followed this person blindly. And when I did I went in I did see another life but coming out I was hit by something and I got very sick and I and I could feel I could feel it something bad was there but I hadn't protected myself normally right. before I do anything you know if you do that kind of work you know that there's lots of potential out there and it's not that you have to put a shield around yourself obviously right if you go but you have to be conscious of what you're doing and the reason for it and mm -hmm. i wasn't i didn't declare i just went i'm gonna follow this like follow the rules you know i'll do right. what he said here and what he said here and what he said there and before i knew it i was in it and then and i was you know i got very sick and that happened a second time where i put myself into a position where i was um under hypnosis with somebody and the person that was not, so I was under hypnosis and that person um, left the room and that shouldn't have never happened because right. 
something again, I, I was something happened and I got very sick as a result. So there's just, you, you got to be careful. <laughs> you just have to, it doesn't mean you have to be afraid. You just have right. to say, you're, you know, you're the right. only one that's in charge of you and psychic attacks are real. So mm -hmm. just like physical attacks are real. You know, there are people out there that just want to mess around and, uh, you know. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. Even the ones that want to do this type of work, you know, is mm -hmm. the fact that it is very draining. And when you, when, when you take what I call a psychic hit, I mean, it can knock you out two, three days afterwards. Because oh yeah. Just, everything's just sucked out of you. As far as oh, your energy yeah. goes. No, it's just, it's really true. It does. It's so, it takes, it, it, it's as much, um, well, just think about emotional processing, right? When we go through grief as a, oh. as a human, right? How right. much you can't look at grief. You can't point to it and say, it's a, you know, this, I'm sick because of chicken pox. It's grief. But right. what, how much does it take out of you physically? You know, right. it's the same thing. It, it's, it, it operates in the same way. It's, it's just, it, it's an energy. It, it takes energy to do it. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And um, so health is important. You know. Yeah, I read I've read parts of the book. Mm -hmm. Fascinating book. Tell me about the alien with the horns. Okay, let's see which one was that. Let me find him. I know somebody had a problem with him after I brought him up. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, I remember this is a long time ago. I got to find what page he's on. <laughs> So I can remember. Um, it's just it's so fascinating hearing you talk about this stuff. I mean, oh, I see him. Yeah, I, it's funny because I don't talk about it a lot because it's just so hard to put it, wrap your head around. You, uh -huh. you know that 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 um because these conversations. Here we go. Okay. Um. What did he say? Oh, he said the horns were amplifiers for sound. Um, yeah, they were at the yeah, they were at the front of his head. Um, and he was blue. And he was talking, yeah, he was talking about human relationships, like mating. Oh, okay. He said he was interesting. He said he was talking about the rules that we had on earth about about mating, like mm -hmm. who who you can mate with, what mm -hmm. sex, what you know, what class in some cultures, you know, in some um places. And he said, uh, on my planet, we mate to continue the species, and that's it. <laughs> we don't, <laughs> we don't have a need <laughs> to be, <laughs> um, whatever, enthralled by the person. We just—that's why we do it. Right. Which I, I thought was interesting because, okay, <laughs> um, and and also he said this was interesting. He said um, that they mate to continue the species, and when each when they have a child, that they expect that child, like they they read the child, or they I, I don't know psychically read the child, telepathically read the child, figure out what the child is going to do for the community. Mm -hmm. And the child is then named once the child's old enough for it to be this to be figured out. The child is then named according to what it's going to do. Huh. And it's not. And he was quick to say that it wasn't that we were saying, you know, all your family are dentists. So you're going to be a dentist. Right. It, it right. wasn't like that. It was more like an acknowledgement, a drawing out of the child because they could see what the child was good at. Mm -hmm. and that 
then the whole community embraced that as a, as a new expansion for that community. They said the communities were smaller. Mm-hmm. And um, he talked a lot about that, about um, how interactions within these small communities happened. And mm-hmm. he talked about sex, that sex was just play and um, child rearing um isn't the same on for us as it is for you. Um, mm-hmm. Child rearing was more of an occupation. So in other words, you know, there's some people who are good at it. And so they were the ones who did it. And right. instead of the two parents who made that child raise that child, that's not how it was there. Interesting. That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating to, to hear their opinions about this stuff. I, th- I think the thing that was most fascinating as this went on is is that I would get these, there would there was no, I don't know if I can, how to say it, like it comes out, but there was no uh, judgment. I was just getting this information and they were just saying, and this is how we do it. And mm-hmm. we see you do it different, but we want to know there's other ways to do it. And there was just this, not like there is on earth, you know, everybody has a big opinion about whatever, you know, right, 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 right. You, you almost can't have a conversation without expressing your beliefs about it, your feelings about it, your mm-hmm. comfort level with it. They were comfortable with everything, with our way of doing it as well as mm-hmm. theirs. And it was very refreshing it became something that I looked forward to because it was very broadening, you know, mm-hmm. mind expanding. Mm-hmm. And, and... Do they mean us harm at all? I never you, got that. Because you hear these stories, you know, about people being taken aboard ships and the testing that goes on and, and all mm-hmm. that. I mean, mm-hmm. is that all for the good for us or, or, you know, mm-hmm. or as far as you know, or is it something that they're experimenting or what the heck are they doing? Yeah. I, I didn't, speak to anyone that took anyone um in that way so i can't say i can say that anybody that i spoke to with the exception of poser who was i believe harming us as a species actually as a race um i don't believe that they meant us they mean us harm they meant us harm i believe that they are just like us they're just different they're they look different. They are, they are different biologically. And um, it was just this brief moment of time, whatever number of years it was, where they wanted to just communicate with me. But I don't, I don't, I never experienced that they were out to get anything from me or they were out to hurt any of us. And, um, but again, I did state that declaration in the beginning that if you weren't going to help us, don't talk to me because I don't mm-hmm. want to do that, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, I know you put it out there in the universe, you know, that you want to communicate with them. But why do you think you, why, why do you think they chose you? I don't know. I, I've, I've thought about that, you know, and um, I, I don't know. Like I said, you know, I, I did, right. I was able to leave my body as a child and I still can. And, um, and so I can, uh-huh. um, I did have a, a rough childhood, which many of us have, right. you know, and it, this has renewed, completely changed my opinion on life and, and, um, what its purpose is, um, and given me a lot of hope. Um, but why me? I don't know. I'm sure there's others. Right, right. But I, I, I really don't know. I, I'm. There's nothing special about me other than that. That this is what I do. You know what I mean? I'm not different. Right, right, I'm right. just, um, you know, a middle-aged mom <laughs> living outside of Chicago with a weird occupation part of the time, and then I have a regular job the other mm-hmm. part. So, mm-hmm. you know. It's, when it's, you first started communicating with them, when you shared this with your husband and other people, what, what, what was the reaction you got? It was interesting. My kids were a lot younger than my husband thought it was uh, really cool. <laughs> he always was very supportive, which was great. My children accepted it. They thought it was weird, mm-hmm. but they accepted it. And 
to the, and they were, like I said, they were living home, you know, they were, they were younger and they were, um, very adept at music and things like that and helped me actually make the videos. So they were supportive. We don't talk about it now. They just have, that's what, just, that's just mom's thing that she does, you know, <laughs> okay, mom, you know, kind of thing. And, you know, they're adults now. And so mm-hmm. they don't, uh, but the other people that I talk to, I don't really talk about it. I have a few friends physically that, that I know that know I do it and we talk, we don't talk that much about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Yeah. It's interesting. And how many years has this gone on? Well, the first time I was contacted telepathically was exactly 10 years ago. Um, the first time that the guardian reached out, which was on YouTube, it was 11 and a half years ago. So, wow. And are they still in contact with you or is that all ceased? Uh, the guardian is gone. I haven't heard from him for several years and Mm -hmm. I don't know that I will again. He led me to believe that there is a chance that once we're done doing whatever we're doing, awakening as a race, Mm -hmm. um, he might come back, but he hasn't yet. So I guess we're not done. <laughs> I guess you're not done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you look forward to when he comes back or, or, or is it just a thing? Well, okay. He's coming back. Blah, blah, blah. I kind of do just because it will be a statement in time that, okay, we got through it because some of the things he was saying back in, you know, April of 2012, when it started, I was arguing with him. Like, mm-hmm. there's no way that could be true. And there mm-hmm. are some things he said back then that I would not share. And I, it was interesting because we had most of our conversation initially on the, you can talk to somebody on YouTube or you used mm-hmm. to be able to before Google bought it. And I had stuff on there that I, I never copied out and pasted anywhere else that he told me. And it was about the Kennedy, the, Kennedy assassination, stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I wouldn't share it. I, there's no way I'm saying that out loud. I don't know mm-hmm. what, yeah, I think you're lying. You know, I don't know where you get your information, but I don't think that's true. So mm-hmm. there was a lot of stuff like that. And I lost it when Google bought that YouTube, mm-hmm. I, I lost it. And I was devastated because I thought that would have been interesting. And now stuff that, you know, everybody talks about the Kennedy assassination, mm-hmm. Right. I, I, you know, like that was the kind of stuff I wish that I had saved because he was saying things and I would argue with him and say, how could we're not we're not a slave race. You know, what do you mean? What are you talking about? You know, and mm-hmm. now everything's changed in my mind anyway. When you talk about a slave race, it makes me wonder, like, you know, when you were talking about the poser as well, that maybe there are more of them out here than we think there are. You know, like, like those old those old rumors of Queen Elizabeth, you know, oh, and things like that. Yeah, yeah, it makes yes. I wonder that too. I've heard those things. I don't know. You know that that wouldn't that make sense though? Yeah, they're royalty. Mm-hmm. It's you like know. you say, you know, that that one alien calling us a slave race. You know, mm-hmm. for all we know, the people that are in high position are actually aliens. Isn't there a word um, that means that, that means like cattle that's used by, uh, what is it? What's the word? I'm not sure what the word is, but there's a word that that's actually means cattle that is in our culture that someone refers to not, you know, not them as cattle, what mm-hmm. you know, whatever that word means, and uh, that would be constitute a slave race. You know, we're we're right. just far, far more like farm animals than we are sentient species capable of our own, you know, um, sovereignty and um, self authority. Mm-hmm. You know, agency. I like that word agency. People use that now like that word, you know, implies that we have 
self-agency you know right right we don't right. we don't need somebody else or an organization to dictate that we can drive a car or <laughs> you, you know and it mean agency right. means that we have it all inside of us mm -hmm. and and that's um and, and that's what i think this whole thing is about is that we're slowly trying to figure out there's so much more to us and to this planet that and uh, to the cosmos, actually, than we were ever told. Mm -hmm. So we need to find it out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Have you at any time been fearful of stuff they told you? Um, there have been things that one has said that mm -hmm. I would say because they concern uh, changes, physical changes to the planet, like catastrophes, mm -hmm. that that has made me fearful and that I wouldn't share at the time. I said, I'm not going to write that down because right. I'm not going to tell anybody because why? We don't need that. And he'd say, well, mm -hmm. this is what's going to happen because the planet is, is changing. And as it does, Earth will move and you know, there will be catastrophes and, you know, there always are. Right. Right, but, right. 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 You know, but I was like, that's not going to be what I do. So those, I would say the most fearful was that. And poser, although I wasn't afraid of poser, I was afraid of, I didn't like when I saw his, um, his reach, when I understood how powerful he was and I knew what, if, if he, if he was real and I, he was fascinating and that's all mm -hmm. true but he was also frightening because mm -hmm. of that his own um i don't know his own agency his own right. you know his own belief in what he had the right to do just because he had the his idea was i can do it just because i can i will and mm -hmm. there was no like i said no empathy at all yeah. Interesting. Well, I'm sure it's like that. I mean, with them, it's because it's like that even in our society. You know, you got mm -hmm. your good eggs, you got your bad eggs, you got the people that really yes. care about, you know, really care about what, what humanity is doing here. On, you know, as far as our our own humans, but then you got mm -hmm. that that other factor. So that's like that anywhere. There's going to be good right. eggs, and bad eggs. Yeah, good eggs and bad eggs. And also, the when I will say that all those beings I spoke to, let's say there were 30 of them, 40 of them, 50 of them. Mm -hmm. Some of them weren't really that, you know, I don't know, that interested in us. They, they, they Maybe they had a degree of empathy because they reached out and they wanted to give us information, but some of them did, you know? Mm -hmm. So like you said, good eggs, bad eggs, people that you're more attuned with or, you know, in concert with and easier to talk to than others. That's mm -hmm. just, it's, that's just true across the board, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So did you, um, you know, in all the years that you've done this, were you able to get an overall message from them for, for humanity? Yeah, I think so. I think that the overall message is that, you know, we are the most powerful and complete um, beings, we don't need someone else. We don't need to worship. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying anything about anybody's religion or beliefs or what they do or don't do. That's not the point. It's just that we don't need to bow down or be afraid that somebody has more power than us. They might have um, more attributed power on this planet right now because of their role. But I think that what I got was that we had, have everything that mm -hmm. anybody we admire has and um, that w we stepping into that is going to be our great awakening on every level. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, given our, and along that line, given our propensity to, unless we have it sitting on an examination table to dissect it, Kind of, kind of mentality you know, that, that we have here. Are the aliens, or, or did you get this impression from them, are the aliens, in a way, even though they have superior stuff, obviously, are they leery about making contact you know, 
with us as far as that goes. Yeah, I think so. I also think to your question about the Galactic Federation uh -huh. <clears throat> that they are not allowed to. I think I, I believe this is my opinion now. This mm -hmm. is my opinion, but that the Galactic Federation is a little sketch, a little sketchy. <laughs> and and that they are just like our governments are a lot sketchy. Our governments are a lot sketchy, I believe. Um, the Galactic Federation is a little sketchy. And so they are not allowed. But I also think they're leery of us for any number of reasons. Maybe the diseases we carry, uh, you know, I, I don't know. But also um, they're because we're we're like um what is that uh like an you know on a ticking time bomb right, right you know we're unpredictable and because of our emotions we wear them on our sleeve we we do a lot of things because of emotions hate and love are really big in our dialogue and uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and what will we do when if we saw them you know what right. if they don't what if they don't look like us what's our first instinct going to be either to run or to shoot mm -hmm. right I mean, right, that's, right, right. That, that's what we've all been that's taught. It. Yeah, right? exactly. Right. No matter what you're talking to me in my head, it's fine. But if I'm going to see you and you look like a mantid, I'm going to be afraid. <laughs> Fear right. is going to go right through me, you know. Right. And maybe it can be overcome with telepathy. And it's my hope that all of us can get that in our heads so we can actually understand who someone is beyond what form they're presenting to us mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that will help with that fear you know now along that line do you think there's there's ever going to be disclosure full disclosure about them or do you think it's just going to be little by little kind of like the acclimatists because for all we know yeah. the yeah. hybrids are living across the street right i know <laughs> i know you know i know so maybe, <laughs> maybe that's what they're doing is there, you know, as far as the exposure goes that they're just trying to introduce us little by little but do you, do you ever see them like or our government plus them ever completely coming out? Well, you know, that's a really good question. I haven't really thought about it, but I guess I would say that I do think they are living across the street, <laughs> um, you know, in a general sense, right? They, they're living around us. And that I would hope that as we, you know, as we do what we're doing, which is we're all expanding, is that... Mm -hmm our governments are sort of forced to almost because mm -hmm. um, we know too much now, you know, right. we ask too many questions. There's too many channels like yours and groups mm -hmm. like yours that are doing these kind of things are saying, Hey, there's a lot more going on out here that anybody's telling us. So pay attention. I think, I hope that do I, do I believe that? Yeah. I hope it's sooner rather than later because I'll tell you what the younger, you know, the younger generation right now, they don't have any problem believing right. that there's right. right. I mean, not right. like we did. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So I think maybe it will just happen sooner because all this drip, drip, drip stuff is, is for our sake. And the younger ones, as they get older, are going to be like, yeah, whatever. It's sure. Okay. They're Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Yeah. And they'll Sophia? accept it. Thank yeah. you so much. This hour blew oh, by. I really appreciate you coming did. on. Yes, it was wonderful. You're welcome. It was great to meet you and to speak to you and um, and to remember these conversations. It's been fun. I really appreciate it. How do people find you? So I have a website and it's um, www.sophialove.org. I'm also on Amazon. Um uh, I've just Sophia Love as the auth as an author. There's mm -hmm. like 16 books, I think 15 or mm -hmm. 16 books out there right now. Um, I'm on YouTube, Sophia Love, um, and I'm also on SoundCloud, Sophia Love. But if you go to the website, there's a contact page on the front that will list all of my links, and so that's the fastest way to find all the places that I am. Okay. Well, thank you so much, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. And I. Just, I, I love this conversation. It was great. Thank you. It was wonderful. Thank you. You have a good one. You too. Bye now. Bye. All right. That was fascinating to, to hear that stuff. You know, you learn something new every day. And that's, that's why I like doing this show because I get to learn something new every day. All right.
So tomorrow, of course, Nancy Matz will be with us, and our medium Nancy Matz will be with us. And uh, as usual, I think we'll have a pretty cool show with that. So I will be back tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. Pacific. I will be live. This obviously was pre-recorded, but I will, I will be live tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. Pacific. And I uh, hope to see you guys there. If you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, share it with five of your enemies. You know, we're equal opportunity here at California Hunts Radio. We're just trying to get the word out about our little, little show. So uh, there you have it. I want everybody to have a great night, and I will see you tomorrow.